Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day one of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Thank you for choosing to read the Bible with this reading plan. If you haven't already found Reading the Bible Cover to Cover, the Amazon purchase link will be in the episode show notes. Day one of our reading takes us to the books of Matthew, Acts, Genesis, and the very first Psalm. Before we begin this study, let me pray for you. Oh Lord, I pray for the one starting this study of your word. Show your magnificent love as we study together. Show yourself to be the loving God I have come to know and worship, Father. May we all learn more of you and your ways. Infuse extra wisdom in our spirit as we seek to understand your word. Thank you for answering our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the book of Matthew was written by one of Jesus' 12 disciples. This book is known for mentioning fulfilled prophecies from the Old Testament. The other significant piece of this book is the phrase kingdom of heaven. Matthew uses this phrase 33 times. He uses this phrase to show us that the kingdom of heaven is experienced here on earth spiritually, and we can also look forward to its future in heaven. Hope abounds in the book of Matthew. God shows us his perfection in Matthew chapter 1 through genealogy. Verse 17 tells us there are 14 generations from Abraham to King David, 14 from David to the Babylonian exile, and 14 from this exile to Christ. I love patterns and numbers in the Bible. This is the first of many we will discover. God's perfection and attention to detail are exemplary. This shows us that he is also invested in every detail of our lives. We see the love of God as he sends an angel to Joseph in a dream, telling him not to be afraid to marry his beloved Mary, explaining that the one she is carrying is the Savior. Joseph was told to name him Jesus, which the Amplified Bible tells us means Savior. Joseph is further told that he will save people from their sins. The Amplified Bible defines this to be preventing us from failing and missing the true end and scope of life, which is God. God shows his love and care for us as he sends his son to make sure we find him so that we don't miss the real reason we are here, to worship him. The first fulfilled prophecy Matthew writes about is found in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, where it is prophesied that a virgin would give birth to a son and his name would be Emmanuel and is translated to mean God is with us. We don't have to wait until Christmas to celebrate this season of Emmanuel. We can celebrate God with us every day of our lives. Next, we read chapter 1 in the book of Acts. This book gives us the history of the beginning of Christianity and the expansion of the church over the next 30 years following Jesus' death and resurrection. This is the second book in a series, with the first book being Luke. Acts is considered an accurate historical account of the life of Jesus and the start of the Christian church. Much of the focus of this book is on the Holy Spirit. Both Peter, the disciple, and Paul, the Christ-following convert, had primary roles in spreading Christianity to the smaller world then, which is thankfully spread across continents to reach people everywhere. The account in this book shows us the struggles and victories as Christianity spread to the Gentiles. The Old Testament rules and laws collided with the beliefs of the Jewish community when some were converted and found Christ as their Savior. In chapter 1 of Acts, Luke tells us how Jesus appeared to the apostles for 40 days after his resurrection, 
They were blessed to have him teach them for over a month after his death and resurrection. He told them to wait in Jerusalem for what was promised to them, the gift of the Holy Spirit. In verse 8, Jesus said, But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends the very bounds of the earth. Following Jesus' ascension to heaven, two angels came to them and told them that Jesus would be coming back. This is a beautiful promise they could hold on to then, and we can hold on to today. We see God's love sending angels to the people after their friend, teacher, and Messiah was lifted and taken away from them. God made sure they were tended to and cared for by his angels with this message of hope, and we hold on to this hope today. The last significant event in chapter 1 is that another apostle was chosen to replace Judas Iscariot. A man named Matthias was added to the 11 disciples, making them 12 once again. Next, we start the book of Genesis. The very name Genesis means origin or beginning in the Greek language. In chapter 1, we read about all that God had created. God is an orderly God. He created one thing each day. In addition, the plants and trees all produced fruit whose seed was within itself, allowing them to birth new plants and trees. God's care for us is evident in chapter 1, verse 14, which says, And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be signs and tokens of God's provident care, and to mark seasons, days, and years. Imagine if there was no difference between day and night or seasons. Some places on our earth come close, like those near the poles and equator, but most of us can see the change in seasons. This provides differentiation. We see God and his creation in the spring and summer with flowers and vegetation blooming and growing. We also see the new become old when autumn takes the leaves from the trees. God is our father who cares deeply about us, his children, with the newness of every day, night, and season. Next, he made Adam in his image and gave him dominion over everything he had created. We praise him for his creation and ultimate design of you and me. God called it all good. Chapter 2 starts with the seventh day, the day he rested. He set it apart as his own and made the seventh day holy. Verse 4 tells us that the following verses are the history of its creation. God formed Adam from the dust and planted a garden where he put him. He also placed the tree of knowledge in the center of the garden, where the difference between good and evil and blessing and calamity lies. When God put Adam in the garden, he put him there to tend the garden with one instruction. He was not to eat of the tree of knowledge because he would die if he ate from that tree. Then Adam was tasked with naming all the creatures and every bird. God saw that Adam needed a companion and formed the first woman, Eve. We see God's love as he saw the need for Adam to have a mate not to be left alone and find himself lonely. And for the first time in the word, we see the phrase in verse 24, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall become united and cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. God is good, and his goodness permeates our lives if we look past our current circumstances and look for all the ways he is good to us. I recommend a daily meditation of thankfulness to God, for he loves us more than our minds can possibly comprehend. Last, our reading takes us to the very first psalm. The name psalm in Hebrew means praise songs. The Greek word means songs to the accompaniment of stringed instruments. So we can be sure these songs were sung much like we sing and listen to songs today. About 73 of the psalms were written by King David, and others wrote the rest, many without a known author. 
Verse 2 says, but his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, and on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. The phrase habitually meditates means pondering and studying. When we study, as we are doing in the daily reading of God's word, we are firmly planted by the streams of water, as verse 3 says. We can imagine being firmly planted trees along a brook of flowing water that God feeds anew every day. He waters our spirit and soul as he refreshes us with his word. I pray that God will continue to flood your heart and soul with his word and enfold you in his love as he teaches you more about him and his love for you. Blessings to you in your reading and discovering more of God's heart today. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for guiding us as we read your word. Help us learn more about you and your ways every day. Draw us closer to you as we read and study, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.